Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on fantasy. Your daily fantasy football podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football and the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. So I hope you'll come out to that site and check out all the great content we have preparing you for week two. Here, it's time for Pickup Tuesday, our first official Pickup Tuesday in season. We helped you a little bit before week one. But here, here are guys that uh, you can look at in week two and beyond to help your rosters. The key thing is, if you were very good in week one and your team was outstanding, there's still ways to tweak and improve your team across the board. In, if your team wasn't as good and you struggled, you want to be a little bit more aggressive with your waiver wire priorities and free agent acquisition budget or fab here to do this in season. Because as much as the draft is important in leagues, I think the in-season roster management is just as important. That's what we're going to do to help you improve your teams here every Tuesday. And the one thing that I've seen that has helped me is using the Sport Locker app that I've downloaded. And I, I urge you to do the same. It's great for comparing players, all the data points they have, the matchups going forward the season, comparing players side by side, really seeing how these guys will fare going forward is pretty important because the past is a past. You're looking for what guys can help you in the future, and Sport Locker is perfect for that. I totally recommend using it. I've used it early this season. It's got some great stats and data points, really everything you need to know to make the right decisions, not only uh, in your lineup weekly, but over the long term to have great success in fantasy football. Or if you're just a stat head and you just want to dominate your conversations in your bar league, that's the way you have to go with this app, and it'll just make you one of the smartest sports fans out there. It's what Richard Sherman called the best sports app, period, and I kind of agree with him. It's very helpful, so I urge you, if you've got iOS and iPhone, download it now. It'll be soon available there on Android as well, so that'll be a helpful tool as we go along. I think the position that we need to start with today is wide receiver, because this is where you can typically get the most help during the season. And I think what you're looking for here are guys that might be surprise number one options in their team. And then guys that are solid number twos. And then digging deeper, if you go into a more explosive offense that's going to throw the ball a lot, that's where the number threes have value. And that's kind of the theme of our pickups this week. And I think Will Fuller is the number one, number two sort of to look at this week. You look at the rookie from Notre Dame. He had a chance at a monstrous game, still had a very good game there, got more targets and more efficiency than 
DeAndre Hopkins in Houston. Will Fuller is going to get a lot of single coverage. This is what we expected. We didn't expect him to go off so quickly, but the Bears secondary had some issues there without Kyle Fuller. So Will Fuller went off a little bit here. They only really had Tracy Porter out there. So that benefited Fuller. That's Will in his debut. And I don't think you can expect this all the time where he's going to outpoint Hopkins and really be the guy. But Brock Osweiler, that's a good sign that he's not going to force it to Hopkins. He's going to see Fuller open in a lot of situations. Very speedy receiver. Going to get you some big plays. So that, there's going to be a little boom or bust there with Fuller. But he's still a guy that you have to make a high priority for your team this week. Looking at another player, he's kind of the number one, but similar is a speed receiver is Mike Wallace. And everything we heard about Joe Flacco and Mike Wallace and their relationship is real here. And he's a perfect receiver for what Flacco wants to do. If Flacco has a big arm, he wants to throw deep. We saw Wallace score deep against the Bills. Bills still had a pretty good secondary, and Wallace came through. Right now, Brashard Perryman had to make an acrobatic catch. Steve Smith is still working back to health. Kamar Aiken may be better suited as a complimentary receiver, but Wallace and Flacco, there's something there. I think Wallace has been waiting for this type of situation since he left Pittsburgh, and he was Ben Roethlisberger's big play go-to guy. He's found it here in Flacco, so I think he has to be owned at every league. Very underrated ownership, and Another guy that's kind of thrust into number one is uh, Tyrell Williams in San Diego. He's a relative unknown for most people. He's from Western Oregon. But you look at the situation, Stevie Johnson was already out to begin the year. You got Keenan Allen going down with a serious ACL injury. So especially if you're an Allen owner, Williams is the guy to target. Travis Benjamin might be unowned in some leagues, the speed receiver in San Diego, but Williams, I think, has some of the qualities that both Johnson and Allen have with his size, ability to work the slot, work outside. Phillip Rivers trusts him, trusts him more all over the field than Benjamin. I think Benjamin is more of a one-trick speed guy. So Tyrell Williams can be a solid play for you. I think he's more appealing in a PPR because I don't know how much San Diego will score with him, but he does have the size to do things in the red zone. So he's pretty high on my list this week. And if you haven't heard by now, Tajay Sharp, a rookie in Tennessee, and we're looking at Fuller and Sharp, not even the guys that we thought would be the big guys among the rookies, but Sharp looked very good there as Marcus Mariota's number one target. I know it's exotic smash mouth, but I think they learned quickly against Minnesota. They're going to have to throw the ball more. They need Sharp. They need Delaney Walker to be effective for Marcus Mariota. So, Tajay Sharp should be on a, in all leagues at this point. And these are all wide receiver three types, and I think Sharp fits that bill. Even though he's a number one on his team, it's just a low-volume passing team. Still, you can plug in there, I think, as a weekly number three at this point. So you, you got to pick him up if he's still out there. So you have a number two and three kind of de facto ones right there. And the, the couple other number twos that we have to look at are Mohamed Sanu, they're in Atlanta, and you expected this out of him, too. You knew things were going to open up opposite Julio Jones. Roddy White had lost his effectiveness. They had to replace him. So I don't think you can expect Sanu to put up White-type numbers from the past when he was working in tandem with Jones. But here with Sanu, it's going to be matchup-based. If he can get one-on-one against pretty weak corner team like 
the way Tampa Bay was. I think you're going to go after the Raiders might be a prime picking here. Snoo was a little banged up in this game, but the Raiders had plenty of trouble there with the Saints receivers. Jones is going to be a handful. They're going to have to bring help on him. So Sanu is going to get a good matchup. David Emerson and uh, Sean Smith have to pick up the pieces from that terrible game covering outside for the Raiders. So right away you'll see some effects with Sanu, but uh, I think he's more of a matchup-based play and not an every-week type option. Same thing goes for me for Brandon LaFell. He had some good opportunities here, 91 yards receiving there, because A.J. Green, he was blanketed by Darrell Rivas, but not very well because he still had the big plays. But still on the other side, LaFell was the outside guy, pretty much was there ahead of Tyler Boyd. Boyd still needs to learn a few things. He was in the middle there of an interception by Dalton. So LaFell's still going to be a little bit more trusted than Boyd. Again, matchup-based play. This has worked out well because Rivas was on green, and there were things that opened up for LaFell on the other side to have a decent first game as a Bengal. So I think he's on the radar there as well behind Sanu. I think Nelson Aguilar should get a little bit more attention as a two. He's got a special skill set there. He didn't have a very good training camp, so we faded on him hard. But all of a sudden, he found a stride there with uh, Carson Wentz starting. And that was a good sign to see that Aguilar played off Jordan Matthews well. Jordan Matthews is a clear number one, but Aguilar still has some use here. He was drafted in a lot of leagues as a younger player, as a rookie. He didn't live up to the expectations, so people faded hard on him. The camp that he had and the offseason he had didn't really inspire, but now you look at the numbers and his supposed chemistry with Wentz that we saw, again, matchup based number two, but these are guys that you have to keep in mind. I think they're also good bargain plays for uh, daily fantasy football that you can put them in there if you're stuck and you put all your budget in running back and your top two receivers to have the game breakers you need to fill the lineup, get someone bargain. This is how you do it with uh, those type of matchup guys. And then there's a couple threes. There's actually three number three technical receivers to look at here going forward as well. Philip Dorsett, I think this is a team in the Colts that is going to get love for all the receivers. It's going to be a little frustrating at times because T.Y. Hilton was the guy who didn't produce in this game. You had Dorsett and Dante Moncrief go up, uh, Goff, but... This is a team that's going to throw a lot, spread the field. They're going to throw 40, 50 times, I think, on a regular basis. Their defense is just bad. They can't run. So all that is developing. So I think there's room for three receivers to be viable plays. I'm not sure Dorsett is a play every week because he's a little boomer bust in terms of his speed. But any defense that you think he can get past as a complementary receiver, he's a fast number three if you feel good about them giving up big plays, then you're going to put them in there. The Lions were definitely a candidate for that. So you may not play him, say, in a matchup with Denver and what they've got there with uh, Bradley Roby flanking uh, Chris Harris Jr. and Aqib Tlaib. But in other games, Dorsett can be useful for you as a number three as your wide receiver three. Cooling off a little bit in that level is uh, Devontae Adams. We had high hopes for him as the potential number 1-1-A there for the Packers last year with Jordy Nelson out. He disappointed that role. He wasn't built for that role. Adams, however, has had a strong offseason. He showed that right away in week one, scoring a touchdown from Rodgers. He's a guy that is, again, matchup-based, but 
he feeds off what Jordy Nelson does with his size and Randall Cobb does with his quickness pretty well. So there are going to be some games like that with a high-scoring affair shootouts where Adams is going to be valuable. We know that Aaron Rodgers is going to benefit from this because whenever he has that third receiver, that's when he has a big season. Adams, again, it's matchup-based and be careful with him, but he's a good guy to have as a wide receiver four or five on your bench. Toggle in if you're shaky at that three spot. And the last guy I'll mention at this position is Eli Rogers. You look at Eli Rogers and his debut with the Steelers. He kind of played the number two there with Marcus Wheaton out with the shoulder, but really he's more better suited as a slot guy. So they had to mix in Sammy Coates in there to kind of Filling where Wheaton was, you saw him score that touchdown off the weird ricochet from Coates. Maybe he took a touchdown away there, but he was targeted a lot. They trust him as a second-year player, making his first NFL foray here. And with Ben Roethlisberger, this is a key position. They want to light it up every week. Scored 38 on the Redskins in the opener. So Rodgers is going to have value. Again, these number threes on their teams. I'm just a little wary because it's from week to week and you're taking a bit of a shot with them. It really depends a lot on if they can find the end zone off a big play here. So I, I think those that's why those few guys are behind uh, Fuller Wallace and Williams and uh, that tier here for a waiver wire priority. We'll briefly look at tight ends before we get into the running backs and quarterbacks. In the same Steelers game there, Jesse James, I love the size of this guy at tight end. He is kind of what Heath Miller was, except I think he's a little bit more athletic as a receiver. He might be used more as a pure receiver there because they have another guy, David Johnson, not to be confused, the guy in Arizona who is a blocking type in certain situations. James is a pure red zone threat. How you kind of know how to play James if you pick him up as your tight end twos you look at the matchup, is there going to be stuff in the middle of the field that Ben Roethlisberger can do? That was the case with Rodgers. That's the case with James. Because there's some games where Roethlisberger can do both. He worked outside and inside. But there's some games where teams are going to be better on the outside and open up the inside for him. So James, the size, the agility, it's nice. He's very score independent, but that's fine. I think he can be valuable and he should be picked up in every standard 12-team league at this point. Vance McDonald, we've been singing his praises. I have him as a tight end two on one of my teams. If I see more of this, I know he only had uh, one catch there for a touchdown that kind of uh, stamped his value. Otherwise, it was a quiet night with Blaine Gabbard and that 28 nothing uh, roll over the uh, Rams. Still, McDonald is Gabbard's most trusted weapon. Touchdown dependent again, sure, but I think there's a little bit more to McDonald. He can... St- go down the steam and make a difference. The Rams can be pretty tricky against the tight end with their scheme, so that's why he was limited overall, but still found the end zone in a tough matchup. So, again, not a guy that you trust in a situation in Carolina when you have Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley in the middle of the field that can take him away, but in other matchups, McDonald has to be on the radar, especially if you're doing some streaming tight end or a platoon situation there. Kyle Rudolph, I think you just have to think about a little bit as a pickup. I'm not as hot on him because we don't know what the chemistry is going to be like when Sam Bradford comes in. We don't know if they're going to look as good together as we saw Rudolph helping out Sean Hill, but Sean Hill was just going to 
the safest options there in Stefan Diggs and Rudolph. So I don't know if that will continue. I think he has to be on the radar if you're really hurting a tight end. A lot of teams are looking shaky at tight end with what happened in week one, unless you had uh, Jordan Reed in there having some consistency. Even the Rob Gronkowski owners had to deal with him not playing. So this is going to be in flux all year. There's a lot of question marks across the board beyond the number five tight end. So you got to keep more options here in mind and see if someone develops as a steady play for you. So that's the breakdown of wide receivers and tight ends. I think they're the most attractive pickups for this week. Speaking of attractive pickups, I urge you to play FanDuel this year. It's outstanding. I enjoy it. And this is what I love about it, that you can put in players like this. You can have fun trying to show that you can put in the right guys to really dominate that are flying under the radar. And these types of players are perfect for that. So I'm glad we're here. We've got past opening week of the NFL regular season, and it's a great time to jump into FanDuel. It's great because you don't have to worry about injuries. You can put your guys in, and you can get into new contests starting every week. There are no busted seasons here. You can pick a contest, choose your team, and the best thing is you can watch your score in real time. So you get that excitement uh, every year. And you, you look at the contests they have now, there's more beginner contests. So that helps you if you're a new player and you want to get into it, you weren't sure, you got to get into a beginner contest. You can go head-to-head with one of your buddies to show that uh, you're smarter than him. That's always fun. And there's the 50-50 contest as well, which is just needing to beat half of the field. And you'll be sitting there golden and winning in that week. And and if you're a little bit bolder, and I like to play big a little bit, you go for the larger tournaments and get the excitement there and win. So it's great because there's choices all across the board how you want to play. And you can win $2 million in their Sunday Million League. So that's pretty exciting as well. So every budget you can play, it's it's a lot of fun. It's It's just something to really heighten your love of fantasy football so definitely do that and it's really what I do to be sports rich that's I totally believe in that it's so much fun to put your knowledge of sports to work for you and especially if you can uh, get a leg up on your buddy so I would urge you to try FanDuel now get up to $50 in free entries new users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 beginner contest valued up to $50. So that's that's pretty great. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use my promo code L-O-F-F. That's FanDuel.com, promo code L-O-F-F. That stands for Locked On Fantasy Football. But just remember it as L-O-F-F and get in the action now. So we got to get you lined up as well for the rest of the pickups here and these are guys, again, you want to think about uh, popping into your FanDuel lineup if the matchups uh, dictate. Uh, the beauty of that is you can pick up these guys any week you want and get the most out of them. And We look at the running backs here. If you took a flyer on Tevin Coleman, I know it's hard to do that, but if you put him in as your RB2, especially in the PPR format of FanDuel, you would have got a nice big game out of him. He... Was flying under the radar there. We didn't know exactly what his usage would be in Atlanta in relation to Devonta Freeman. But right now, running back, he's still unowned in a lot of leagues, which is puzzling to me. He should be owned 
definitely by all Freeman owners. If not, go out and get him if you can. Non-Freeman owners should be all over him as well. I mean, they went with a hot-end approach. Coleman was much better. I really like the explosiveness he brings there. They're going to have to get him involved because behind Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu, this team is lacking those dynamic, dynamic playmakers. I don't know if Coleman's going to eat in too much to Freeman's work in the red zone, but he can also reel off these uh, 20, 25 runs that can jet him into the end zone. So Coleman is making his mark, and you got to make your move to go get him because the upside is tremendous there. We saw what Freeman did last year running a lot in, and there's definitely the potential of Coleman starting to steal some of those uh, big-time touches here. So you got to go get him as your number one priority at running back this week with Theo Riddick I don't know if you'll see this all the time I mean you look at the Lions backfield Amir Abdullah and Riddick went off there against Indianapolis it happened to be a great matchup but they step into a pretty decent matchup again this week against the Titans the one thing I'll warn you with Riddick if the Titans or the Lions are not in a shootout and Tennessee might not be a game where they have to do that at home they might win it a little bit more handily they might be able to do some power running here Riddick is not going to have the same value but it's clear when you see how they used him with Amir Abdullah and kind of have made the so-called big backs Zach Zanner and Dwayne Washington kind of the afterthoughts there it's definitely looking more like a Riddick Abdullah kind of combination committee and when you look at Abdullah and Riddick they have a lot of similar qualities both as runners and receivers so I think Riddick has to be picked up in every league at this point. He's always been looked at, oh, he's the PPR guy, and that's because he caught the most passes of any running back of last year. But there's also an impact to be had in the running game as well. He's a pretty special player. I think when you look at the receiving court, still Golden Tate and Marvin Jones and Eric Ebron, but I would say even with Anquan Bolden in there, Riddick is the guy that uh, makes a little difference in the middle of the field, remember he's a former wide receiver there at Notre Dame, turned into a running back. So he has those qualities. He's kind of the scat back version of David Johnson to a much lesser degree uh, from Arizona. So uh, you've got to get him in your leagues, and he's very valuable as the number two. I, I think he could uh, push for like Danny Woodhead type production here. Then we've seen Danny Woodhead finish as a RB1 in standard leagues because of his uh, combined production. And Riddick definitely has to be on the radar as that. And I think overall, when you go long-term, he could be more productive than Abdullah because the Lions are going to be in games where they're trailing a lot and Matthew Stafford is going to have to throw a lot. That defense, we know, is going to give up some points. Terrence West, I think for now, that's the best option in the Ravens' backfield. Justin Forsett didn't look very good. Kenneth Dixon at some point will return, but right now, West, if you're looking for a body at running back that you can pop in at RB2 or flex in a deeper league, you got to look at Terrence West. So finally, let's look at the quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks, you're not going to go crazy to pick up guys at this position because there are always a few guys available that you can put in there. And I think you have to look at two things with the streaming and with uh, what you can put in as FanDuel bargains. And Carson Wentz, if you played him there in FanDuel in week one, you're very happy with what you've got for a bargain, bargain player as a rookie quarterback. Wentz going forward, 
I think can have steadier value, and he should be picked up as a backup, at least a streaming option in uh, standard leagues here. He's got the weapons. He's got uh, the potential for some numbers there with Doug Peterson, uh, kind of like I, – I think he's a little bit more of a higher upside to Alex Smith. Alex Smith is not a guy that uh, you can rely on week in and week out to put up the steady numbers. Wentz is kind of in that same boat, but I think there's a little bit better upside with the receivers he has and what – the Eagles do to operate their offense. Uh, you have Matthews and maybe Zach Ertz, if he's healthy, can help Wentz. I think having Ertz a little bit up in the air with the, his rib injury hurts Wentz a little bit, but he's still got a lot of guys who can uh, pick up the slack there. He's got Brent Selleck if needed to help a tight end. I think there's going to be more and more guys involved at receiver Doriel Green Beckham, namely to add to Matthews and Aguilar, and he always is going to have Darren Sproles in the backfield. So there's a lot of little weapons that start to look a lot better because Wentz is going to spread the ball around a lot better than Sam Bradford, and th- th- he definitely has appeal here as someone you should pick up in leagues, and he's immediately a streaming consideration against the Bears. It's is I'd be wary because it's a road matchup, first road game on a Monday night, but... The Bears didn't look very good. Their secondary is banged up. So Wentz has to be in consideration, especially if you have uh, some injury issues at quarterback. And it could be a case where Russell Wilson can't go this week or you have Tyrod Taylor as your number one and you're very cold on him right now and you need someone to step in. That's that's where you go for Wentz. And Joe Flacco is in the same boat. I really liked how he connected with Wallace. Not a big, big game there, but you know he can have some. And Cleveland this week is a good matchup. I think the thing about Flacco, typically, last year was an anomaly. He's durable, so you have a chucker in there with a strong arm that he's going to exploit those good matchups and put up numbers. So Flacco should be picked up, especially if you're looking for someone to spot start this week and you're streaming. Jimmy Garoppolo, got to love what he did for New England. Solid, solid game. Didn't really do much in terms of scoring. He had the nice long touchdown to Chris Hogan, but... Garoppolo, I think, can have better success here at home in the next few weeks. Miami is a good matchup at home. So if you need someone to pinch it there, that's a third option for me. I think Flacco in the short term is the guy that I would play over Wentz and Jimmy G if you want him for one week. But Jimmy G is someone that you have to look at here. Just if you're a Brady owner, you might be trying to figure out things until he gets back. That's why you have to put Garoppolo in the mix of that uh, kind of replacement committee. And Josh McCown, I'm not so hot on him. There's people that want to uh, say that, oh, the Browns are better and he's going to put up some production. And the history says yes, but I think it's a little uglier around him this season. And and at some point the wheels are going to come off McCown at his age and some of the things he can or can't do. So, I just be wary. I trust the younger guys a little bit more at that position. We'll quickly look at one defense that's kind of a must-play this week if they're available, and I would say it's the Jets, and a close second would be the Ravens. You look at the Jets, they get the Bills next, the team that the Ravens just played, and the Bills didn't do anything offensively with Taylor. The Ravens get the Browns. We know that's a good spot for them even uh, not facing RG3 and the kind of the whipping post there so that's 
those are the two defenses I recommend. I don't look longer term than that because you're assuming too many things about matchups going forward. So at this point of the season, that's how you look at defenses. What's going to get me the points I need this week to help me win? So, so there you have it. That's our first pickup Tuesday of the 2016 NFL season. Thanks again for listening, and please listen to all the podcasts on the Locked On Network, especially Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson. does a great job, gives you more scouting information on these players that you need to know going forward. And please subscribe to our podcasts on uh, Audio Boom or iTunes to get them delivered to you week daily. For now, this has been Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. See you next time. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.